0: You're tuning in to this week's Revival Recap. Let's hear what's happening in the life of our church. Well, welcome back to Revival Recap. I'm Seth Dahl, and we are here today with Renee Evans, one of our senior leaders. And she had a great message about leadership on Saturday, so we are going to recap that message that day. <laughs> um, Renee, I loved that you sort of spoke to all of us in the community as leaders.
1: Yeah, I think we are, you know, as as believers, the Bible tells us that we are the head and not the tail. And if that's the case, and we believe the Bible, then we're all called to lead, you know, and lead by example and and lead in different fields and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, Um, but definitely lead by example. And in that case, there's always people who are watching us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, whether they've got good intentions, (laughs) whether they're trying to just like, you know, find something to be negative about or that they're truly looking to you um, as to how you live their life because they find inspiration and encouragement from it or whatever it is. But there's always people watching your life if you say that you're a follower of Christ. Yeah, man,
0: that's good. Um, You talked about David quite a bit. Um, how he led by inquiring of the Lord. Yeah. I love that. He inquired of the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. And then everything fell apart. When he didn't inquire. When he didn't. That was important. <laughs> yeah. And that goes back to what we talked about that one day. It was another one of these. We talked about just inviting the Holy Spirit into our days. Yeah. As parents, you talked about that. Just even yes. if it's a one minute, like, Lord. I need your help in this day. Yes. Um, So inquiring of the Lord, leading with humility and extending the grace that God's extended to us. Is there anything else you would add after you've preached your message? Is there anything else you would say?
1: I have so much to say on this topic, just because of the current climate, you know, with COVID and all of the racial unrest that's happening, there's just like, it feels like the world is buzzing and not in a great way. Yeah. And so we're in in uncharted waters as believers, and um, how we conduct ourselves in this season, I think is really important. And how we um, just walk out our faith in this season is really important, not only to us and to our families, but to the people watching, you know, um, to the people who need hope in this situation, who don't know the Lord and are trying to find, hey, where can I cling on to hope? if they see a bunch of believers just loving Jesus, filled with hope, filled with joy in the midst of this season and walking in wisdom and kindness, then I think so many people are going to be attracted to the Lord and attracted to our way of life um, than than ever before, you know. Um, but there's a lot. I, I have this thing that I say to my leaders all the time is like Joaquin and I used to travel a lot. We used to be itinerary ministers, which yes. I know that you know that life Not really that life. well. But one of your main goals as an itinerant pastor is to go into a church because you're only there for like a session, maybe three sessions over a conference. And your job is to just go in and release everything you've got. Right. And we're like, you just go in, you see as many people saved, as many people healed as you can, and then you go out and kind of allow the pastors (laughs) to clean up the mess, if you will, um, if there is any, you know, just from people not understanding and that kind of thing. But then you step into the role of a pastor and it's so different because it's it's like going from a sprint to a marathon, you know, and we find ourselves in this um, this marathon season of life where we're like, no, we're in the we're in the city of Austin for the long haul and looking through the eyes of eternity, like we don't want revival that lasts a week. We don't want an outpouring that goes on for a year. Like we want sustained revival and we want favor with our city. Are we doing things for favor? No, like we wow. do things because we're operating from a place of favor from the Father. But we also recognize and move in wisdom, knowing that, hey, we're not just going to leave this city next week and just be like, see you, Austin. But we want to see this place transformed from the inside out. And and sometimes that takes more than people just seeing a miracle. Sometimes that takes people seeing honor, you know. And, and
0: seeing it for a long time. Yes. A long display of who yeah. God is
1: we plan on being around bethel austin a lot longer than covid (laughs) yeah let's put it that way when we come to a decade down the road when we look back on 2020 and go remember covid remember that crazy season (laughs) we still want to be gaining favor and walking in favor with not only the lord but with our city so that we can really get um you know one of the great (laughs) things i'll just say this is like the mayor's office of austin they were actually in need of something last week and they reached out to us to ask if we can help make like meet that need and to me i'm like oh that feels like such a win for us like yeah it's a super bummer that we have to close the doors and there's so many decisions can i just say that go into making that one decision i remember pastor um, eric johnson preached at bethel once and Mm -hmm. he said I just had a four-hour meeting on where to put a um, pedestrian's crossing in the parking lot. And I was sitting there thinking, I'm like such a go-getter, like, and just decisive person. I'm like, come on, it's a pedestrian crossing, just put it in. And like, I've had so many meetings in the past few months of just like hours upon hours and you don't, You don't fully understand every single nuance that goes into making those deep, like those, what deems to be an easy decision. Like, it's so, I couldn't even do it justice to sit here and like talk about all of the different angles that we're coming from. Yeah. But it's not a light decision, the decisions we're making.
0: Like, some of those decisions, too, making decisions in partnership with the city, the leadership of the city. Like, when I think leadership, I always remember if you can't be a good follower, it's gonna be hard to be a good leader. Yeah. Because, because how we follow, how we partner with the mayor yeah. Or or buildings, building owners, all of that, all of those mm-hmm. relationships that do take time, you can't just say, oh, we're gonna do this, but you're making decisions in partnership with them in those relationships. How you follow there is what decides whether or not the mayor calls and says, can you help us with this? Yes. And that to me is a massive, to hear that a city is saying to the church, can you help us with stuff? Like yeah. we were on that meeting with the governor a a couple months back Uh on the Zoom call with the governor. And he's sitting there asking the church for ideas and help. Yeah. And and, hey, you guys are going to lead this Mm -hmm. opening thing. If you have ideas, I was like, the governor wow. is asking for input from the church leaders. Yeah. Like, that's a beautiful relationship. That's a beautiful thing. But that is a long term. Yeah. You have to steward that. God gives us favor because mm-hmm. Jesus man gives us favor because of how we steward Yeah, what we our interactions with them.
1: Yeah. So that's a
0: good sign. But we want to keep that.
1: Yeah. And it's like family, you know, like if you have an unsaved family member it's probably not wisdom that you go in and just like bark the gospel at them every single time you see them, you know, and like, I don't care, you're being fearful, just repent. You you just never would do that. Like, I mean, and if you do, like, you should rethink maybe your approach to the gospel. But you just wouldn't do that to family. And so if we're trying to create like a whole, like a family feel in our city, and it's, And like even what you said, like about following leadership is a sign like of how much you can be entrusted with. It's like, you know, you're not going to be a great dad unless you're first a great son, Yeah. you know. And so we're in this position where we're like, we're not being like sheep led to the slaughter. Like we are following the Holy Spirit. We're hearing from Holy Spirit. We believe that we're walking in wisdom and not fear. Like we have no fear around this whole COVID Yeah. do we think it's a big issue? Yes, we do. Do we take it seriously? Yes, we do. But we don't have, we're not walking in fear. Uh, we're trying our best to walk in honor. And um, yeah, so we're, like I said, we're in this for the long haul. Long after COVID is gone, like we believe that God is still going to be touching our city through Bethel, Austin.
0: Do you feel like as leaders who people are watching, maybe we feel like we're regular believers, we're just doing our life, but everyone's watching. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like having that long-term mentality actually helps receive wisdom? Like, if I think this decision is going to affect me in 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, totally, my, this decision could affect my family, this decision affects all of our people, whatever. Yeah. Like, does that help you receive wisdom from God when you keep that kind of long-term focus?
1: I think it totally does and even if you put it into practical sense like if you're talking about budgeting like does saving a thousand dollars this year like does that really make sense and feel like you're like winning in life like or but like 15 years down the track compound interest right Yeah. that thousand dollars is now 10,000 100,000 that's a good chunk of money so it's like it's all about compound interest. Like you're gaining this compound interest of favor and not just favor with people, but favor with the Lord. And it's like, I wow. love what Bill Johnson says. He says, if you make history with God, he'll make history through you. Yeah. But you know, we think that history is so instantaneous. Like there's actually no such thing as an overnight success. Nope. It's been faithful people just showing up and being obedient, you know, yeah. and some people look at Bethel and they're like, "Whoa, all of a sudden like Bethel's this ma- like major thing. I'm like, it's a sixty year movement like it's a movement that's been in the works for 60 years yeah. and you can say the same thing about them. They have so many open doors to their city. they're seeing like police officers get saved, they're seeing government officials get saved, not because of the miracles, mm-hmm. not even because they've come to a worship service but because of the honor that the church has shown the city.
0: I remember. When um, Chris Balton introduced the idea of having a whole team, that they have ten chainsaws, they have leaf blowers, they have mm-hmm. weed whackers, they have mowers, yeah, and they go around and they, I think they did over a million dollars worth of just, and they just had students out there, yeah, weed whacking, mowing, and chainsawing trees. They came to our, yeah. we needed help. They came to our house. They chopped down, I think six pine trees. It would wow. have taken me weeks to do this. Yeah. They did it in one day, but they did that all around the city yeah. and there was no miracles involved. There was no, there was just, how do we serve you? How do we partner with you? How do we help you? Yeah. Totally free. We're just gonna weed whack and mow. Yeah. And they did a million dollars worth of stuff. And that actually. It's that whole I people remember don't it was care kind of, until, they
1: until they know, know you, care, you care, you yeah. know, that's that. That's it. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is good. Um, I love too what you said. You said a quote from Rita Springer. This feels like it's kind of adjusting a little bit, but maybe not. Rita Springer said something about, every time you step into new territory, you are declaring war. Mm -hmm. So it's important to realize as leaders, whenever we're taking new ground, we should be, we don't want to expect like, I don't really like that phrase, new levels, new devils. But because because the leaders are also the most protected in the army in the military, but there is that reality of like yeah. when you're taking new territory, you're going to fight new battles. There's new giants in different lands. Um, but would you speak into that a little more? That yeah, we're like we're in this massive battle. Every mm-hmm. there's battles all around right now, oh, but it's yeah. also a sign that we're. Our country, our people, yeah. our churches are to be taking new territory. Yeah, and so the fight is actually a good fight. Yeah, it's the good fight of faith. The Bible yeah. calls it like the fight for what you're gonna believe, the fight for how you're gonna treat people, the fight for how you're whether you're gonna yes. give up, <laughs> the fight for whether you're gonna be kind and loving and graceful and humble. Yeah, or are you gonna go a different direction? Like this is the battle that we should expect. Not not necessarily like. I expect and believe for right. a huge battle, but yeah. not to be surprised yeah. when, when there's pushback, when there's challenges.
1: Well, I don't know if it was Pastor Bill or someone, um, and I know a lot of people have said this quote or um, a version of it anyway, but that whole um, idea behind, if you're not experiencing any kind of pushback or resistance, then are you really advancing in your life? You know, are you advancing the kingdom? Are you advancing your faith? Are you advancing your family? Like, it's almost like, no, we shouldn't have battle. Like, life shouldn't be like one crazy, hectic war. Yeah. But there is stuff that happens in the spiritual realm all the time. And if you don't, like, come up against this resistance every now and then, it's like, oh, are you doing something that the devil's scared of? You know, like he resists the people that he's scared of (laughs) in a sense. And so for me, that's encouragement, you know, like the kind of that whole passion gives pain a purpose. And, um, but that was my mantra, that line from Rita Springer when we first moved to Austin. Um, We don't talk about it very much because there's so many amazing things that happened and miracle after miracle after provision and favor and just the Lord showed up big time when we moved to Austin in every capacity for us, for our leadership team, for our congregation. It was beautiful and amazing. And yet in the midst of that, I've never been in such a battle for my family and for me and like personally in my entire life. Like we had two car accidents in that time. We had a six week old baby that wouldn't sleep and screamed continuously because he had a stomach condition. I almost went off a cliff with two of my children on a four-wheeler when the brakes failed. Joaqu- Joaquin was in the emergency room twice in six months. Like it was just attack after attack after attack. And the one thing that kept getting me through, I was like, well, I shouldn't be surprised because we are taking new ground yeah. and we've declared war on the enemy. And I think that the ground in Austin is sacred ground. And I think that there's a big battle over it. And yeah. so, of course, we're going to disrupt uh, what's happening of course there's going to be people and spirits that aren't happy that we're moving into yeah. town and so that's kind of par for the course in a sense yeah. i hate to say it like that but it, it is true you yeah. know like um but we hardly ever talk about that stuff because of the goodness of god and yeah it's not that we're in denial of the hard stuff that happened like it was hard six months the first six months we're we were just here.
0: denying it <laughs> the voice it's trying to have in our yeah.
1: life. Yeah. Yeah. And then and, and then you put it next to what God is doing and you're like, oh, okay. Like it really pales in comparison, yeah. you know, and so keeping your eyes on the good and
0: And hearing you say that, I feel like there's hope on that for mm-hmm. us of like we need to also recognize, yeah, if we're in crazy battles, not to let the battle take over all of our attention. Yeah. But to keep that just remember that one thing. Like, if there's a lot of battles we're taking new territory. Totally. This is good. So there is, yep. even in talking about the struggles, there's a hope that's in there of like, we we are taking new land. There are giants in the promised yeah. land. Every promised land had giants.
1: You know, and I think we overestimate the enemy sometimes. We think that his schemes are really big and grand. But I'm like, I think the two greatest weapons of the enemy is distraction and discouragement. Yeah. If he can get you distracted from your call or discouraged in your call, he's one You know, and so it's our job as believers, like Nehemiah, to not be distracted with what the enemy is doing, but keep putting our hands to the plow, keep building that wall. Yeah. Yeah. And and also to not be discouraged. And there's so much to be discouraged of. And can I just say, like, I have days where I am discouraged. Like none of us, I think, walk in this perfect peace 100% of the time. Like. We have days where we have to tell our spirits and tell our minds what to think, how to feel. Um,
0: soul.
1: Yeah, you Praise will listen the Lord. to me. <laughs> Bless that's,
0: the Lord, that's soul. That's so true, yeah. that like
1: why they why that kind of stuff is important because you have to tell yourself sometimes because you feel it and you get discouraged, but I hopefully the discouragement lasts a little bit less time yeah. every time every and time. it comes a little bit less often until we we're, we're yeah. in this place where we're taking ground and and you know and we're not discouraged and and distracted
0: bill said recently he said if you're paying more attention to the mainstream news than you are to the word of god your discouragement is self-inflicted mm-hmm. and i was like oh
1: ouch my gosh <laughs>
0: Leave it to Bill. I felt that. I'm I know. Like, oh, leave it, leave it to Bill to remind us all.
1: Your discouragement is self-inflicted keep, keep if you the are good news. focusing more on the news yeah. than you are on the word of God. Well,
0: If you're focusing on the battle, not the promised land, if you're focusing on the giants, not the fruit, yeah. your discouragement is from how you see this whole thing because you're just seeing it that direction, that way. Yeah. So speaking of Well there that,
1: you go from Pastor Bill. There we, we could just Pastor Bill, I know. Always always just end
0: Pastor Bill. But I did have one more small question hopefully. Yeah. Um speaking of all that, the discouragement, we talked about the atmospheres. Yeah. And you had mentioned at the beginning of your sermon You'd notice you and Joaquina notice. Okay, we're kind of like coming under this thing a little bit.
1: Yeah. What
0: that happens to all of us. Totally. It's nice to hear from you. Like, oh, it happens to you too. Oh yeah. I know when Bill or Danny have said anything like that, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you're you're real. Oh you, yeah. You're fighting this stuff too. You're <laughs> navigating this stuff too. Yeah. So it's it's really refreshing to hear. Like, okay. Yeah. Everyone deals with this, but what would be a tip? When we're feeling like, oh, if we are feeling discouraged, or obviously turn off the news, read the Bible.
1: Close Facebook. Close
0: Facebook for close sure. It. I actually deleted Twitter completely. Did you? And Did my account. I've never had Twitter. Twitter just, is where not, there's more yeah. fight there than than Facebook. <laughs> but... So that's a good tip. Regulate how we watch the news. Is there anything you would say when we catch ourselves like, I feel like I'm getting discouraged. I feel like I'm coming under that atmosphere. I'm not in God's atmosphere. What would you, what's a piece of advice to get out of that?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think the biggest thing is recognizing it, you know, because I think so many times we just go about life like, and we're under these atmospheres and we we think it's us and we don't recognize that it's happening in the atmosphere. Um, so I think it the greatest tool that we have is the gift of discernment, and you know, asking Holy Spirit, hey, can you give me this gift so that I can discern the atmospheres and then I can be a part um yeah. of the change that I can shift that and um you know, my husband is a feeler to the max like feeler, but he's gotten pretty good at um he can't switch it off like i can I can switch yeah. it off like I'm pretty like. Ding, i'm not gonna listen. i'm just gonna go through living. i'm just gonna not do, feeling i'm it was, gonna be yes. happy i'm gonna be you know whatever um and he but too. he can feel it a ton and i know it gets really bad when he starts to come under it yeah and he'll just be like i'm feeling i'm feeling funky and and i think like when you recognize it you dismantle its power
0: and you become powerful again yes because when you don't yeah. see it you have no options no choice but as soon as totally. you see it you're like oh I now can change I a, this, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And so, and then just like, you know, worship, I think, is the greatest. Worship and prayer are the greatest ways to shift that um, yeah. really, really quickly, I think. I think you can't really be too discouraged when you're in the presence of God. Yes. So if you get into the presence, you put some, like, again, Rita Springer. <laughs> She's uh-huh. like, when I'm like, when you're in warfare, you get yourself a Rita Springer album and you just play She'll that baby. Oh yeah, she goes after it. And I love that, so. Um, I mean, there are so many great um, artists out there and music and worship, and, um, but you just put it on and you just, you just worship. And, and as soon as you begin to shift your, your focus off of the natural and put it on to the Lord, like yeah. um, it loses its power. Um, I'm not saying that you never come under it again. And, if, and I was just saying this to Seth earlier. The worst part for me is when I know I'm under something, but I just don't care. Yeah. I'm just like, no, I just, wanna I just want to be under this. Just for that. today, yes, yeah. I just want to like be oh. discouraged. Like I don't want to be the positive one. I don't want to give hope to people. I just wanna I want to have a bit of a tantrum to- right yeah. now. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> and most of the times when I'm in that position, I'm like, okay, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I need a, br- I need a rest. I need a Sabbath day. I need to connect with my kids. I need to bake some bread. I need to do whatever I gotta oh, yeah. do to bring me life and to fill me back up. Because when when you wanna stay under that, it's it's a sign that you're probably like tired and frustrated and you've just kind of lost a bit of the fight in you. And so kind of whatever you gotta do to recharge, to get that back, you do that um, so that you can kind of be on your, your best game.
0: I um, had a pastor one time, he said, Sometimes the best thing, the most. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is go take a nap.
1: And my just, husband would a hundred percent agree. With me too. I love. Naps. I'm not a napper, but I am. I do like baths. <laughs> yes. So like, You're a I'm nap. like, oh, give me a bath bomb and a candle and done. I'm good. Yeah.
0: There's your tip for the day: <laughs> take a nap or bath. There you go. And and worship Jesus at the same time. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for yeah. elaborating, sharing.
1: I did just want to highlight one. I know yeah. I I know I said this in the message, but in case you didn't, like now, like hear it or get it. Like if I could do one takeaway from that entire message, honestly, it's this. It's like, let's be kind to one another in this always, always. But in this season, especially when so many people are hurting, so many people are confused, uh, so many people are angry. Like, they're sick of whatever's going on. They're angry at what's going on. They've got different views and the church has whatever. Like, let's remember at the end of the day that if we call ourselves followers of Christ, that like, yes, he got angry and tipped tables. I get that. But he was kind, especially to his disciples. He was just such a kind-hearted person. And I just have this sense that, the Lord is sometimes looking down, like we do to our children, being like, hey, be nice to one another. Just be nice to one another. And you know, any parent knows, you don't like it when your kids fight, and it's not just because it's annoying, that's one, that's but nice. it's because you're attacking. If, if my daughter picks a fight with my son, I'm like not happy because that's my son she's picking on. If my son picks a fight with my daughter, I'm not happy. Not just because I don't like the, you know, the noise and the atmosphere, but that's my daughter that you're picking on. And the Lord is the same way, you know. And so I think before we write comments and hide behind a screen, like we need to bring humanity back into our interactions. And especially like Facebook and Instagram and the places where it's easy to throw out your opinions without being accountable to them. I just want to remind us that even though we may not be accountable to the person that we're saying it to, we're accountable to the Lord. And there will come a day where we stand before the Lord and be held accountable to the words and the actions that we have done. And so I'm like, let's make Jesus proud. Let's treat each other with kindness if we don't understand why people are making the decisions that they're making, let's give them grace and let's be humble enough to admit that we don't have all the answers, that we don't know all of the details that went into that and to give them the benefit of the doubt and just let's just be Christians. Let's be Christians and be nice to each other and love one another above ourselves and love one another above our opinions is what it comes down to. I think like care about someone's heart, more than you care about being right. And I'm preaching to myself too. So I'm not like saying that I'm perfect in this area, but that's my biggest takeaway is this is a season where we need to be like a salve to each other. Like we need to be healing balm to each other and not like people who are going around starting fights because we're bored or we're angry or we're hurt. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: Sometimes fighting over who's right and wrong makes everybody wrong.
1: Amen.
0: So be (laughs) kind. Let's all be kind to each other. Let's all love each other.
1: Yes. Let's Let's, make Jesus proud. Let's have
0: a good week of kindness. Let's be the leaders. Let's lead in kindness. Mm -hmm. Let's lead that way.
1: And there's no condemnation if we haven't in the past, but today's a new day. Yeah. You know, his mercy's in you every day. And so let's just like purpose in our hearts. Today, I'm gonna actually be nice. Instead of like complaining. The Lord does not like complainers and grumblers. Like, so I'm just gonna say that again. The Lord does not no. like complainers and grumblers. Does he love you? Yes, he loves you. Does he like you sometimes? No. Does when he he's enjoy doing that the- behavior? No. <laughs> Maybe that's a better way of saying yeah. it. <laughs> but I, like, let's just make Jesus proud and give him his full reward for the sacrifice that he's, like it's the least that we could do, Yeah. right? For yeah. what he's done for us, it's the least that we could do.
0: Thanks for thankfulness and gratitude are also yeah. how we make sure and not come under atmosphere. So that's yes. a huge one too. Yeah, Complaining it's so versus being grateful. Yeah. Thankful. Appreciative. Yeah. This yes. all works together. The whole thing works yeah. together for
1: Yeah, and God is good. <clears throat> he's in a good mood. And he's still winning.
0: Yeah. So, just in case winning. we need
1: reminded on that, he's still winning. He's, he's still on the throne.
0: This. He's in all of it. <laughs> yeah. He's got a plan. yep That's good. Kindness actually is. I feel like we're just continuing, but that's okay. Yeah. Like kindness is how we actually step into his plan because it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit to feed kindness to people around us and his. His plan is to have, you know, it's like fruit trees. They help you get healthy. Yeah. Orange trees give you vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Like fruit is a healthy, It's it gives health. Nutrients. And so yeah. when we're passing out kindness, we're actually stepping into his plan to heal the people around us yes. and to, to bring health where there's been damage and pain. And so
1: yeah.
0: it feels like if we want to follow his plan, his long-term plan, kindness is a huge way we yeah. continue to partner that yeah. direction.
1: And I believe that he'll give you influence in that as well. You know, he doesn't want to give influence to people who complain all the time and find something wrong with everything. And I mean, so even it's a good thing sometimes when we're like, oh, I'm not really at the place where I thought I'd be or, and sometimes that's just life and that's not like, you know, a bad thing. But sometimes it's like, oh, let me look at my attitude. Let me look at the thoughts I have. Let me look at the way I treat people. Because that, that matters and um, wow. sometimes that's an indication of how much God can use you. Like does he trust you with his most valuable possession which is his kids? You know, if he can't trust us to be nice to one another, he's not gonna trust us with an anointing to heal the sick. If he can't trust us to be nice to one another, he's probably not gonna put someone on a stage to evangelize to the world. You know, like yeah. we step more and more into our calling and into the favor of the Lord and we're simply nice and kind to one another. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> it's how you know if you're listening to the Holy Spirit or a different one. That's a good... Okay, we should wrap this up. Oh, my gosh. Um, you can just keep going. Do you want to pray? Yes, I Okay, pray. pray for us and then I'll yeah. close.
1: Yeah. Jesus, we just thank you so much that we are alive for a time such as this. And even in the midst of chaos, that you are there and that you have a plan, Lord, and that your kids are a part of that plan. And so Lord, I ask that you would just give us the ability to not react And to not just um, follow our emotions and be tossed to and fro, but that you would give us a spirit of stability and wisdom and that we would be able to say the right thing at the right time that brings hope, that inspires people, and ultimately that leads people to you, Jesus. We just, we want to do a good job at representing you. We want to do a good job at representing the kingdom of heaven, and so we Thank you that you have entrusted this to us, Lord. And we thank no. you that you're not concerned with your reputation, Lord, that um, that you would just give your reputation over to a people who are broken, to a people who make mistakes, to people who um, sometimes complain and come under the atmosphere. But, Lord, that you give us tools and that you give us encouragement every step of the way. Um, to not only get out of our situations, to not only gain more hope, but to actually be an answer yeah. and to be a light and to be salt to the earth. And so we thank you for that responsibility, God. And we yeah. just ask that um, we would be found faithful uh, with what you've given us. In Jesus' name.
0: Amen. amen. Thank amen. you guys for joining us here on Revival Recap. As always, Dot. BethelATX.com is where you can continue your journey with us. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. But not too much. The word of God more.
1: Yes. Thank you. We
0: love you all and bless you all this week. And we'll see you sometime soon.
1: Have a great week.
0: Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Revival Recap. For more of our podcasts and other resources, visit BethelATX.com.